Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. Glad to be back with you after a little respite and relaxation. Uh, back after missing a Monday podcast, but we are back, and we want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Well, you know, we have loyal listeners that actually listen to what we say because, I don't know, in my world, maybe a, different, not one tweet of where's the show. Yeah. So we appreciate you, you guys. We appreciate that. You actually listen to the end of our shows. That's I, I appreciate you just clicking and listening for five seconds, but yeah. if you're actually listening to us... God and bless you. Not only, are they, not only are they listening, they're actively listening. Yeah. Like, okay, no show on Monday. I know that now. We appreciate that. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out, out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Yeah, you know, I don't know what to make of this weather, Joel. It's it's the middle of August. I went to a high school football game on Friday night, and you think middle of August, you, you've covered enough of those. That is not a great time to be alive. You're just out there. You're basically breathing in pure humidity and mosquitoes. <laughs> you know? It's a very apt you, description. You get a little extra protein with every breath of, of all the mosquitoes you have. It was, it was pleasant. It was pleasant. So I don't know what to recommend for you. Hot drinks, cold drinks. Get one drink. of both. Get everything. Yeah. You mix them together, and then you get a medium drink. <laughs> it's a little of everything. You could do uh, the frozen hot chocolate. They need to come up with a way. They need to do the science of how it's like it's hot when it hits your lips, but then when you swallow, it's cold. Would you be down for that? Yeah, but it's kind of like one of those like hot brownie, and you got the ice cream. On yes, the side that's what I love. That yeah, yeah, I, I do that. too. Yeah, yeah. could that be made into a drink? Because if it could, Joel, if it could, it's a million dollar idea. That's a million dollar idea. We've just done it again. We are, we're sort of like. Did you ever see the South Park with the elves? No, I, you know I've seen some South Park. It's the one where I, like they, they're collecting socks. I, I've been in situations with you before where like you and Brett Hudson yeah. and everybody are discussing the specific like, South Park. Episodes, I know who Cartman is, and I'm yeah, and, and I'm just looking around for a TV or so. The, the, the elves are stealing the you know you're always missing socks right from yeah. the dryer. The elves are stealing the socks, and what they're saying is step one is we steal the socks. We don't really know what step two is. Step three is profit. <laughs> That's where we are, right? We are step one. We give you the idea. Step three is profit. We don't know how to do step two, though. We don't, we, that's not our department. We're idea people. My idea is you should go to Strange Brew Coffee House. That's a million-dollar idea in and of itself. The good folks over at College Corner want you to know that right now, when you shop online, you can save a ton of money. All you've got to do is buy a gift card. And they'll give you 30% off that purchase. A $100 gift card, that's only $70 of your money. Then you turn around and buy whatever you want, maroon and white, from the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in Central Mississippi. You can shop online at collegecornerstore.com, or you can visit their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They are in Flowood by the Half Shell. 
and they are ready to do business with you and get you ready for this football season. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems are knowing that you, right now, right now your business could, could be losing you a little more money than you'd like. Perhaps things just aren't as tightly wound as you need them to be. That's where Advantage Business Systems steps in with 45 years of experience helping businesses like yours stay, become, and remain profitable. So give them a call today at 844-833-62. Oh, no. I take a day off and I forgot the number. <laughs> That's why I'm going to go to absms.com. And while you do that, I would like to remind you all that they help your business do business. Good job. The number. The number is 844-833-6245. I, I, I knew it, but I didn't. <laughs> or like I said, you can visit them online at absms.com where you can find that phone number. <laughs> and you can help, help Advantage Business Systems help your business. Do business. business. All right, we'll double that. We'll double up on that one. Uh, this is Joel's last podcast with us here on Super Talk Mississippi. He has taken over as the president of Liberty University. Joel Coleman will be calling the shots for Hugh Freeze. I can assure you that if I am relieved of my duties as the president of Liberty University, it would be for a different scandal. Yeah, than what the I would hope just happened. I would hope. I think that scandal would be you went into Hugh Freeze's office and just dog cussed him for all he was worth. <laughs> of- Couldn't use over seven though. I'd have to stay under my limit. That, that might be the day where you're just like, Lord, I'm I'm going over today. <laughs> I won't I won't use one for three weeks after, but I'm getting I'm getting my money's worth on this one. What a crazy situation that is. Yeah. We are in week two of spring practice. We talked to Mike Leach on Saturday. I thought Leach was uh he was he was sort of upbeat. I felt I feel like there's a lot of optimism from him. And then Zach Arnett, not so much. And that that to me is backwards from where I thought we would be going into week two. I thought Leach would be like, man, we got some we got some things to work on. And Zach would be like, I, I like what I'm seeing. And it seems to be the opposite. Am I, am, am I alone in that? I, I mean, I, I've, if I was Mike Leach, I would be optimistic because you have a track record of nearly two decades of every time you've tried to implement your offense, it worked. So, I mean, he probably figures I've been doing this as a head coach for 18 years and it's worked every time. It's going to work again. Yeah, that's a good point. That's probably where he's at with that. That's a really good point, Joel. Um, Zach Arnett, on the other hand, had success at San Diego State, and now he's on the big stage in the Southeastern Conference. Oh, by the way, with a lot of youngsters, particularly in the secondary, I'd be concerned if I was Zach Arnett. Even if it looked kind of good, I'd be a little bit concerned (laughs) because in the back of my mind, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be a little bit worried about the Alabamas and Georgias and things yeah. eating my youngsters alive so yeah. i don't know it makes sense to me that you have the veteran that's been doing it for year after year after year thinking well i'm just gonna figure out a way to do it again and then you have the guy that in his first really really big job i would say defensive coordinator in an sec school mm-hmm. is probably wanting to be perfect which isn't possible but you know i'm i'm, I'm sure it is a Adjustment. Errol Thompson seemed to when we when we spoke with him last week. He's he seemed to be a little more optimistic on things than than our players on social media seem very optimistic. They love him. They're very upbeat about this. And that's not like, and I I take a lot from that because it's not like you and I sent them a tweet and asked them about it. You know, they were not prompted. They didn't have to tweet that. They didn't have to get on there and praise Zach Arnett, but they did, and multiple others backed them up. So, does that mean anything? Not necessarily. But I do think that, in some instances, it allows players to play better when you enjoy the person instructing you because you want to play hard for 
not just yourself, but for, for that person. So, I mean, we're not going to know the answer to any of our questions, concerns, whatever, until starting September 26th, but it kind of, some of the stuff that I've heard so far makes sense to an extent. Um, I mean, there's been some interesting stuff, too. That So, this is what we were, we were before the show we were sort of getting at with, with with everything that's going on with this football team with everything that we, we we've known that we think we know and that we we think we don't know do we have more questions or do we have more concerns that's and those are different to me and the example i gave was this you know a question is who's the backup quarterback all right Who, who's number two a concern is can the wide receivers provide the playmaking ability to run this offense that's a much bigger picture question so give me two questions you have about this offense. I think one that you mentioned there, I don't. I mean, it's nowhere near probably the top of my list, but you asked about the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Judging on what Mike Leach told us on Saturday, doesn't it seem like Will Rogers is at least pushing himself into the picture a little more does. than maybe any of us thought that he would? I agree with that, yeah. I thought for sure that I still think he'll redshirt because I mean, well, you don't have to redshirt this year. Every it's a freebie. Oh, that's a good point. You can play that's him. A, you can play him in all ten games. I had not even thought about. I, you know, I I, my, I knew that was the case, but I had not processed that. Yeah, everybody can just play as many games as they want now. Yeah, but that being said, it's unlikely the backup quarterback is going to play in. I mean. More than half yeah. the games. I mean, I can't see him leaping Schrader on the depth chart. I mean, I, I don't think that'll happen. But it, but it does bear mentioning that Leach praised Will Rogers pretty hard, and there was a relationship there before he ever came here, wanting Will Rogers. Um, do I think he can come in as a true freshman and leap over Schrader and be QB two? No, but he's certainly impressed after one week, anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah. anyway, that's just something to, to look at. That, that's a mentioned question. That, that's what's, one. What's another question you have about the offense? Uh, well, I it, it's one that I've mentioned before, but like, and I asked Leach this on Saturday, but just I, I feel like Kylan Hill and, and the running backs have the skill set to do what he wants them to do. But they've never done it yet. They've never done it yet. I don't even know if that's... They haven't done it yet. Um, And so I guess my question is, is just, are the... Is is what I think right? Is it right? You know, is Kylan Hill's hands good enough to be targeted as much as he's going to be targeted? Um, Marks too, or whoever, out of the backfield. And and Leach seemed to say, yes, that it is, that, that those guys... Have been impressive, and Zach Arnett mentioned Kylan Hill yeah. as a guy that has impressed him so far. So I think that the more I think about this, I don't have a ton of questions on the offensive side. You have concerns, maybe, though. Maybe other than what you mentioned, the concern of the receivers, and and is their production well, going to be up to? to I have task? questions. I, I want to know how the running back rotation is going to look because I know that Kylan Hill is going to get a lot of the, most of the carries, but how many carries are there for the other guys to get? You know, I mean, are we talking about Marks getting like two carries a game? Dylan Johnson getting a carry? Kareem Walker getting a carry? At least because I don't think there's more than 20 running plays to be had. And I think that Kyle Hill's going to get 15 of them. 
So we got four other guys getting five carries. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is not question concern oriented. Just mm-hmm. I, I got to thinking about the whole freebie year. Mm-hmm. If Joe Quav- if Joquavius Marks goes out there and just goes off, yeah, humongous year, yeah, and he's SEC Freshman of the Year. Sure, can he be SEC Freshman of the Year two years in a row? Because he's a, still going to be a freshman next year. That's a good question. They probably how's that going to work? They'll come up with some different terminology for it. You, you'll just be you'll first just be year player, second of the year, year freshman, and it, it'll be it'll be. Freshman of the year has to be a a actual freshman, a true freshman. Next year, there will not be a redshirt freshman to be SEC. They're just going to come up with a, some new terminology. That's another question. If we you were asked. a freshman last year that redshirted, mm-hmm. you're going to be a freshman three years in a row. More or less, yeah. But the, I'm, I'm telling you, they'll come up with some new terminology for it. <laughs> There'll be something between freshman and sophomore. So, I don't know what it'll be, though. Uh, but I have that question. That's yeah. one of my questions. You know, the backup quarterback question is a legit one to me because, you know, when we asked about Schrader, I think Tyler Horka did from the Clarion Ledger, asked about Schrader on Saturday, and he said he, he was impressed. And, and Schrader is such a wild card to me in this offense because if he can be- become a more accurate passer, and he was okay as a freshman. He completed 58% of his passes um, in an offense that was not geared to a high completion percentage. Um, if he can become a little bit more accurate and be a 63 64% passer, I mean, Costello's only, I think, 62, 63. Yeah. But to give you that running element that he has, that you think about you know these four and five wide sets and guys play man coverage and they turn and run with the receivers and all of a sudden Schrader looks and nobody's got their, their eyes on him. He's just going to take off and get 10, 12 yards every time. So that's, a, that's an interesting weapon. I just don't know if... I don't know, you know how it's going to work out because I do agree with you that Will Rogers seems to be really making a push to be the actual number two guy. Which um, makes you think that Jalen Maiden, his, he's the odd it man feels out. like his days are numbered. He's the odd man out. And that's just yeah, yeah. speculation. That's not anybody saying that. That's but. the same kind of speculation we had for Keaton Thompson last year. I mean, I can, I can, I can read. I can see what's happening. Unless he's a guy that like just really loves Mississippi State and has right. no aspirations to. Right. Yeah. And, and especially in a situation where, first off, I mean, he'll be at the end of his his third year on campus, so he might be he might be close to graduating. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, he'd have two years of eligibility left, right? Yeah. I mean, well, and a, this is a freebie year, so yeah, he's got he's got plenty of eligibility. <laughs> yeah. Eligibility is not the issue. It's just a question of what do they do with the rosters? How much space are people going to have? Because you know you're, you're bringing in a quarterback this year. Are you going to have five quarterbacks on the roster? I, mean, well, I guess Costello is leaving, but you got two quarterbacks coming in though. So next year, as the depth chart sits right now, you would have Schrader. Maiden, Rogers, Robertson, and Greek. Are you really going to have five? Yeah. I don't know. And then how... I'm not meaning to veer us off topic today, but I keep having these thoughts come to mind. Well, that's what we're doing, though. We have questions. Well, this isn't even necessarily about this season, but like yeah. you mentioned Costello, that he'll be gone next year. Right. I mean, God forbid, knocking on the wood in front of me here, if some injury happens that derails his draft status in April, could come back. He could come back, and then I don't all of a sudden, that would be the case. You're, you're left with a roster with Costello you got, and you Schrader, got six quarterbacks, somebody's, and Rodgers, and Sawyer Robertson. And like, <laughs> some, probably two people are leaving. In that it probably, probably Schrader would need to know that if I'm, am I going to be the guy when when Costello leaves? Yeah. Costello is not that, even that, if he yeah. got injured. Yeah, that's he's probably going to go. Um, I have questions about the offensive line, not, but they're not concerned. You know, that's something that we haven't really talked about with Leach or – well, he, I guess he's the only – we had not talked to any offensive coaches yet. Or the only offensive player we've talked to so far is Austin Williams. So yeah. 
we don't really know a ton about how the offensive line right. has looked we know, so far. We know that Charles Cross is there at left tackle. We know that they've got a lot of options for the interior, which has been the case for MSU for the past few years. I read Paul Jones's practice notes today on 24-7. He talked about Dollar Bill. Looks like he's making a push to start. I believe Scott Lashley's going to play a big role there. Greg Island's obviously going to play a big role. Plenty of options. Plenty of options. I don't know the rotation, though. Yeah. I don't know if 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 Mason uh, Miller had to draw up the depth chart for me, what's the two deep? I want to know that. I don't know it. It's just a question, though. What's a concern? Give me a, other than receivers. Receivers is the biggest concern on the team. Is, Offen- it? is it? Offensively, yes. Okay, offensively, it's definitely the biggest concern. It's still the, it's the biggest concern for me, totally. Mm. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. But give me another concern. Offensively? A, a legit offensive concern. Um, other than receivers. <sighs> I, it's really tough to think of one. I mean... Okay. I have questions of all the I offensive one, line, but, uh, and I, I don't really have a concern. I don't think about like KJ. I think KJ can be just fine in this offense and running the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's so many options at receiver. I'm hesitant to say this and label it as a concern because if they don't pan out, I think you can still find options. But uh, Cumbest and Spivey and company, the tight ends that are no longer tight ends, mm-hmm. do they do they mesh? Do they fit? Because he, he praised those guys and their ability. Leach praised those guys and their ability, and uh, really kind of talked them up a little bit on Saturday as we talked to him, like they could end up, you know, being a big playing a big role. But they haven't played a big role, and we always every year hear about how Mississippi State's tight ends are going to contribute. And now I know they no longer have TE by their name, but now we're kind of hearing it again a little bit. That's not really a concern because, like I say, if they don't pan out, there's so many other options to to provide production. But I, I can't think of any outside of receiver. You mean just major offensive concerns? Okay, I have. It's maybe it is just a question, but I, I haven't seen Charles Cross. Is he ready to go to yeah, be a sure. left tackle? In, 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 in this offense where you're going to pass 50-plus times a game and, and see, protect to me, K.J. Costello's blindside, is he ready to do that? And that's fair, but to me that's more of a question because if he doesn't pan out, again, you have Lashley and Island oh, and, and but, some other guys. But that, that, they, they're relying on, on Cross here. Oh, I, I agree. As a five-star. I mean, if he can't do it, that's a bad sign for his future. It is. It is. But for this year, I think you have at least options to turn to. I mean, I think that's fair to say. Um, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But but yeah, I mean, it, he hadn't done it yet. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And he could, if he ends up struggling or, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, states in trouble, I guess, for future years. Um, or at least it'll appear that way. But we'll see. So give me two questions you've got about defense. Questions. Questions. Um. Depth at D line is one thing that, that jumps out. I know mm-hmm. we've heard about Jack Harris and and, and uh, yeah, yeah. Aaron Odom and, and things, but can they really provide quality depth? I think they can, but don't know that they can. So I guess that's why it's, it's more of a question. Um, questions, questions. For whatever reason, I feel comfortable 
about State's linebacker core, even though we don't exactly know how that's going to shake out. Um, but I just kind of question how it's going to shake out. You know, uh, we, we've heard some good things about Nathaniel Watson and his versatility. We've heard some, uh, you know, good things about Aaron Brule and, and Tyrus Wheat and company. But I, just how is that going to shake out? I can't really go into the secondary because, to me, that that's the concern. That may be my biggest concern. Of I all. think I still think receiver is a bigger concern. Well, we can argue about that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> I mean, for questions for me, you sort of mentioned linebacker. You know what you got with Errol, but who's alongside him? I want to know what role Jordan Davis is going to play. Is he going to be more with the hand on the ground, or is he going to be more as a linebacker? I think he can do both. Um, I need to know who's backing up Pickering. You know, I think it's going to be Crumbity. But I need to know. You know, I, I don't know the, the second string. Sort of when we were talking about the offensive line. I don't know the second string defensive line. You know, if I had to just guess one, and it's just a guess, it's probably Crumity at the nose with Harris and Harris and, 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 and Odom. Odom at the DNs. That doesn't that doesn't fill me with a ton of confidence. Because, yeah, I mean, that's that's three, you know. Crumity played okay last year. Harris and uh, and Aaron Odom. I, I've already forgot. Aaron Odom, unknown, unknown commodities. Uh, concern, it's a secondary, yeah. I, 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 I think it was on 24-7. Um, Someone they were talking about this. And you realize that State has four cornerbacks who started games last year that are gone. Yeah. You know, obviously dantzler is gone, Smitherman's gone, Jerry Jones is gone, Tyler Williams is gone, and now you got Emerson. And so now you're looking to rely on a guy like Asias Furge, who has never done anything, you know, never really done anything. Uh, and you're going to be relying on at least two true freshmen yeah. in DeCambrian Richardson and uh, uh, Manuel Forbes. They're going to have to be ready to go because you don't have anybody else. Yeah, Kyle Cass, uh, I think, could. could. I'm maybe. interested in him because you know he got here so late. Yeah, I know. I, you know he missed all the summer workouts. You know what is he is he ready to go? It, I think he's still in a quarantine because he, he wasn't on campus for you know he had to have a 14 day yeah. period there. But is he going to be ready to step right in and start practicing and be at that level? I don't know because also in addition to the quarantine, I think you can correct me. You may know better than I, but I think you then have to have like a little amp up period, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like I can't remember how long that's supposed to yeah. last. No, but. you're right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, the secondary is a huge question mark. But I'll say this: this is a Mike Leach coach team. Whatever the biggest offensive question mark is, the biggest question mark on the team. Well, that's see, how, that, that's that, how I look at it. And see, I look at it exactly the opposite because I trust Mike Leach and what he's done over the course of his career to just figure out that concern. Um, I'm, I'm not as in tune with the the previous eighteen rosters of Mike Leach to say this definitively, but I, if I had to guess. I would guess that this is probably not his least talented receiver group ever. Is that fair to say? In 19 years, is this his least got, talented group ever? It's one of those things where you, i got to sort of agree with you because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I mean, I, I'm just guessing. I, I have to think. I have to think that the, the room he walked into his first year at Washington State was not as talented as this one. And still, that group, I mean, they may not have blown out you know, they had, number, but they, they still had seven had, guys with thirty-five or more catches. Yeah, they they still put up some numbers. Right. So, I feel like I don't know who it's going to be, and maybe some of the guys we think it's going to be end up not being 
anything in this offense. But I counted them today. You know, Torrey Dixon um, obviously is opting out uh, of the season, the second player to do so for State. And he had, you know, something we hadn't even talked about, had switched over to wide receiver. Yeah. You know, he, he was listed as a wide receiver on this year's roster. I, I, I consider that like a non-story. Yeah, oh, I do too. He's but, a walk-on. But what, what I'm saying is, counting him, there were 26 receivers on that roster. Sounds good. So, guess what? If 13 of them aren't worth a darn, well, you still got 13. You only need, like, 25% of them to be catching 40 or Exactly. And I think he can figure that out. Got to. And so, that's why, to me, receiver has become more of just a question than a concern. I guess it's, it, it, it leans a little more towards concern just because of the Mississippi State recent past and how there has been no 500-yard receiver since 2016 and... Blah, blah, blah. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Yeah. But that that's why, to me, that's not as big as a concern is I think there's a chance this state secondary gets torched. Yeah. Um, Particularly if this 3-3-5 can't find a way to get some pressure on the quarterback. You can't get pressure. If you, you don't get you pressure. Get pressure and you can't cover, you're Peter Sermon. And to me, the 3-3-5, man, isn't it a little bit like – you need to trust your guys in some one-on-one situations. Oh, 100%. And, and I, that was how Joe Lee Dunn built his do defense. Do you trust this? I mean, I don't see Fred Smoot and Robert Bean out there. <laughs> you know, like They're not walking <laughs> through that door, and if they do, they're going to be old. So, to me, secondary, it, it, it I don't want to say far eclipses receiver, but it's a clear, bigger concern to me okay. over receiver because I, I trust that Leach will just figure out his thing. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. One more thing to talk about. Let's move on into that topic brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Hope you were able to get out there this weekend and enjoy some food off the grill, some burgers, steaks, sandwiches, things of that nature. If you tried them, then you already know that's some of the best beef you're ever going to find. Locally sourced and grain-fed, delicious, tender cuts of beef. If you didn't try them, well, just going to have to take my word for it. You should give them a call today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at facebook.com slash Beef. And this weekend, you can be grilling out. You can be doing that in your own backyard, in your own kitchen, putting together some of the best food for you and your family. Or, of course, if you're in Hattiesburg, you just swing by Cotton Blues. They'll prepare that welcome home beef steak for you. If you're in Collinsville, Mississippi, just swing by the Piggly Wiggly, get it fresh off the shelf. Or if you want to try to get it shipped to you, give them a call today at 662-268-8148 and find out what they can do for you. And when that arrives, one thing remains certain. It just tastes good. You know what goes good with steak? Potatoes. That's a good Potatoes do go good with steak. <laughs> you know what else goes good with steak? I could name some other stuff. Macaroni uh, and cheese. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I don't think we're still in the ad read, but I think you can get all that from Welcome Home Beef if you would no, no, like, no, like I, to go I'm get just that. Saying, I, we're not in the ad read anymore, but do you know what else goes good with steak? Hit me with it. An ice cold beer. <laughs> And that's what you're gonna you could be able to enjoy this year at Davis Wade Stadium. Uh, beer. Oh, I, I forgot we hadn't had a show since that went yeah. down. Have we? They snuck that one in, didn't they? Like they really a Larry did. Holmes jab. They and, really did. Got you with that. Um, yeah. So, amongst all of the other safety and security regulations that the, that the Davis Wade that MSU put forward for Davis Wade Stadium, obviously you can be wearing a mask, and you know when you have to wear it, and how they're going to try to do everything. Oh yeah. Beer's now available. Um, I spoke to, uh, I have a source, we'll just say, 
in the uh, the industry, and they let me know that this is something that they've been working on. They expect to be fully operational by October the third. Uh, if not, it'll just be in the premium areas. Imagine that. But it, they expect to be fully operational, uh, and they are working with some uh, companies that have done services with NFL and MLB stadiums. You know, if you were paying attention last year on social media, you saw a lot of really bad long lines at the beer stands. Uh, Arkansas had some, Tennessee had some. I, people, some of the fans who went to those games for Mississippi State uh, made those comments as well. So they're hoping to avoid that. Now, obviously, they have the plus side of there's only going to be twenty five percent, twenty five percent of the stadium to start. So you, you know, you should be. It really should run smoothly, but I think running smoothly on a smaller scale prepares you to run smoothly on a bigger scale. Yeah, you know, you you, you just you get the reps. In. Sort of the Mike Leach thing. The people pouring those beers, they're going to get the reps in. By the time we get to sixty thousand, <laughs> it's going to be no problem. They're just they're just topping you off. So, I think that this is a two pronged thing. I think that you know, I believe that whatever safety and security concerns were there, and you know, that was something that, that the administration continually brought up. They're still there, but they need the money, you know. And getting ten bucks a beer, if you can get. If you can get five thousand of those fans to spend twenty bucks on beer a game, well, that's you know, that's some good money. Um, and I mean, I feel like you can get that. Yeah, I feel like you can get that. Um, but the other, the other side of the coin is this: you couldn't you couldn't be the last one to the, to the dance here. And you're not going to be the last one in the SEC. Southern and, and Ole Miss were both doing it. You had to do it. It, it was just a neat, especially when people. And people will say, well, I don't want drinking in the stadium. Well, it's a little bit of a news flash here. There's already drinking in the stadium. Yep, right, always you, been there. The, never mind. And I'm not even talking about people sneaking it in. I'm not talking about people drinking illegally. Yeah. I'm talking about the premium seating who are allowed to bring in alcohol and, and drink. I have, I've sat in premium seating, and I have had, I've had drinks. And I'm not even talking about beer. I've had hard liquor. And it's totally acceptable, totally legal. So to, to say the common man can't spend the common man put hot times on him, can't yeah. have a cold beer. You need to be able to do that. So kudos to Mark Keenum, John Cohen. It may be a little maybe sort of a little better late than never kind of thing, but it's certainly welcome news in my opinion. Yeah, I mean and I know Joel won't partake. I, I won't. But I'll and, drink and, his. And that's kind of my thing is that the people that are going to drink, they were going to drink probably before they got to the stadium or something or, or sneak it in or do I mean like and the people that aren't going to drink, no one's going to force you to go drink. Right. And it allows you, it allows them to make some money. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it, I, like I said a minute ago, I just, I feel like that if you don't want to drink, you don't have to drink. And if you want to, you know, teach your kids or you don't want your kids to, I mean, you can teach and raise your kids how you want to. I don't think three hours in a football stadium is going to make them raging alcoholics, you know? Uh, I, I think that a lot of that stuff, you know, teach them, teach them at home the way you want a child to go and he or she won't depart from it, the good right. book says. But, That's what they say. Um, but Will no, you I mean, allow the sale of beer when you're at liberty? That's the question. <laughs> but no, I, I just... I, I dare say that the majority of people that come to Mississippi State games have been to either... Mississippi State games on the road or a bowl game mm-hmm. or a professional game. Exactly. And it's sold there. Yeah. And and there's not mass riots last time I checked. So, yeah, no. I'm in total and agreement with you. If you don't want to drink, you don't have to drink. But don't tell other people they can't drink, especially when there's already drinking going on. 
That's that's how that's the to me that's the only way to look. And, and honestly, and this is again, it's it's a financially smart decision for the university. Maybe I haven't looked in the in in the spots to see it, but I haven't seen a humongous outcry against it since they announced it the other day. Well, uh, have, have there been? And I've, I've a little just bit on message it. boards, but nothing nothing over the top. Some people who are reading the good book in, a, in an incorrect way, we'll put it that way. But beyond that, no, nah, not really. And, and I mean, I'm the one that thinks that if you, I think alcohol can lead to problems. It can. <laughs> I don't oh, think there's any well, doubt about that. Anything if you can go lead that to route, but anything can. So, but that's it. I'm interested to see what the, the lineup is. Hopefully, there'll, there'll be some good Mississippi brews in there, some nice local beers. Uh, I'm sure there'll be you know your mass-produced lagers that everybody loves, or at least you know every, everybody should love. All beer is good. Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to prosper. I think it stinks. Ben Franklin said that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't just make that up. One of our greatest <laughs> Americans. I said that. Do you think it stinks like the way it smells, or do you think? Yeah, no, it, I literally think it stinks. Oh, okay. like the smell. It of is it. definitely an acquired taste, but I have acquired it. So there you go. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what. One yeah. time, uh, drinking in, in a stadium did about kill me. Not me drinking in a stadium. People around me drinking in a stadium. Well, somebody fall on you or something? That dang Braves wild card game against the Cardinals <laughs> whenever the infield fly game. And uh, Katie and I were sitting down there and then like just beer bottles flying yeah. and, and cups. and I believe Yeah, it, it was I believe chaos. It. it wasn't just beer bottles, Coke bottles and everything else. So, take the Coke out of the stadium. Uh, <laughs> all right, tomorrow's show, we're on the rumblings. You know, we only do, we're, we're already there So because it's tomorrow's show is uh, Wednesday. Just br- bring us your questions. We will answer them. All, all questions are welcome. If you have beer-related questions, I will answer those. Joel will not be able to. No, unless you have, unless you unless your question is why does beer stink and then yeah. Joel can answer that. Which one beer first. stinks the most? Which beer does stink the most? You got my, you got my, I don't know. Uh, it all kind of probably Beast Light if I had to guess. <laughs> so. All right, guys, have a great Tuesday. We'll be back with you on Wednesday for Joel T. Coleman. Ooh. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.